Welcome to this second episode of our Little Florence School of Regulation podcast series on the Commission's stated decisions on the Dutch and German coal phase-out in the context of the energy transition. For those listeners who might not have heard the first episode, we would again like to introduce ourselves. I'm Dr. Clemens Ziegler, Rechtsanwalt, German attorney at law and founder of the boutique law firm Ziegler Stated Antitrust or Ziegler Saad in Brussels. And I am Cecilia Borelli, Avvocato Italian Attorney at Law and Associate at Sat. In the first episode, we discussed the Commission's decision regarding the Dutch coal phase-out. Precisely. And this episode is about the Commission's decision regarding Germany's coal phase-out law of 2020, which provides for an auction mechanism to compensate operators for hard coal closures with auctions starting in 2020 and ending in 2026. Whereas both of the first episodes deal with hard coal exits, in our upcoming third podcast episode, we will discuss the most recent coal-related stated decision concerning Germany, the Commission's decision to open a formal investigation procedure regarding the German lignite phase-out, foreseen in the same already mentioned 2020 coal phase-out law. After having talked about the Dutch coal exit in the previous podcast episode, let's now turn to the Netherlands' larger neighbor, Germany, which also has passed a coal exit law just a bit after the Netherlands, namely last year in July, setting out the roadmap for shutting down the country's remaining coal power capacity. According to such law, the use of coal for the production of electricity will have to phase out by 2038 at the very latest. Up front, it is worth mentioning that also Germany has recently had its Urgenda kind of judgment. I recall our discussion of the Urgenda judgment of the Dutch Supreme Court in the previous podcast episode. I now refer to a ruling by the Bundesverfassungsgericht, the German Constitutional Court. It was based on a climate action brought by multiple parties and confirmed that the state has a positive obligation under German constitutional law to take effective measures to prevent climate change as far as possible and at the very least to take effective measures to mitigate it. However, since this ruling came after the Commission's Phase 1 decisions regarding the hard coal and lignite phase-out, it did not play a role in contributing to the German phase-out plans. That said, and this has by now been stressed by politicians not only from the Green Party, possibly the decision might speed up the coal and maybe also the lignite phase-out in Germany. As regards the coal phase-out, Germany has decided to encourage the early closure of coal-fired power plants via a shutdown premium awarded through a competitive tender mechanism, also to ensure an orderly closure of coal-fired power plants and to guarantee energy security of supply. But how does this tender mechanism work? The German energy regulator publishes seven tenders between 2020 and 2023 for closures of hard coal-fired and small, small meaning below 150 megawatts, lignite-fired power plants to take place annually until 2026. The tender winners 
are determined by the energy regulator on the basis of selection criteria laid down in the law. And what happens to coal-fired power plants that do either not participate in tenders or do participate but are never bidding successfully? For those plants, the coal exit law foresees a path of regulatory closures. These do not involve state aid, but had to be considered by the Commission in the assessment. Plant operators can also convert an existing CHP or cogeneration plant that generates electricity and heat from lignite or hard coal with one that runs on waste, waste heat, biomass or gaseous or liquid fuels by receiving in exchange a so-called coal replacement bonus. Under regulatory closure, installations will close without obtaining a compensation. In the last years of the tender mechanism from 2024 to 2026, regulatory closures will only be ordered if auctions are undersubscribed. As of 2027 and until 2038, the closure of the remaining installations will be ordered based on a ranking by the regulatory authority, which will first be published on 1st July 2021 and updated annually until the 1st of July 2037. Following receipt of a regulatory closure order, an installation has to shut down within 30 months. Will there be an adaptation of the number of CO2 emission allowances that will not anymore be needed for closed coal-fired power plants to ensure that such emissions are not just produced by other economic actors? Yes. The closure law modifies the national ETS legislation to cancel CO2 emission allowances allocated to Germany. These cancellations will correspond to the additional emission reductions caused by the closure of coal-fired power installations. The Commission approved Germany's tender mechanism regarding the early closure of the hard coal-fired power plants last 25th of November. The decision was published on 27th January this year. As in the Dutch case, the Commission recognized that the asterisk case law may apply, but it did not decide whether the measure entailed a competitive advantage and whether it thus constituted state aid. This is also a discrepancy to the Commission's decision on the German lignite compensations, where the Commission preliminarily concluded that the measure was state aid before opening the formal investigation procedure. This discrepancy is noticeable because one would think that the reasoning should be similar in this regard. In any event, as we said, the Commission's opening decision regarding the German lignite compensations will be the subject of our third podcast episode following this one. Without going into the details of the Commission's assessment with regards to lignite, the legal framework in Germany may, under certain circumstances, entitled certain operators to compensation due to a breach of their property rights under Article 14 of the German Fundamental Law. The Commission noted that a study carried out by the German Bundestag showed that, in particular in the case of older plants that have already been written off under German law, decommissioning without compensation could be possible and that a compensation scheme is provided only for those individual installations facing an exceptionally high burden, meaning only a few of the total installations rather than more than a half of the installed hard coal capacity, which will receive a compensation under the tender mechanism of the exit law. The Commission thus 
found it to be unclear whether an installation could have successfully brought a damages claim before a German court if it was required to close without a compensation and whether the compensation received from the auction equals the compensation that an operator would have received following a German court decision. Well, at least a German court would have, unlike the Commission in this case, relied on expert evidence regarding each individual plant to precisely calculate whether there was at all a damage. This is, also for hard coal plants, highly relevant, in particular due to the ever-rising CO2 emissions certificate prices, which have, in May 2021, for the first time exceeded 50 euros per ton of CO2 equivalent. The Commission nevertheless assessed the compatibility of the measure under Article 107, Paragraph 3c, TFEU, and concluded that it would be compatible with the EU single market. The Commission's reasoning reflected the Court of Justice's compatibility test in the Hinkley Point C ruling. If you are interested to hear more about this judgment, you would want to listen into Lee Hensch's podcast on it in this uh, FSR Energy Union podcast series. To return to the Commission's assessment, the Commission analyzed whether the positive effect of the aid on the development of an economic activity under Article 107, Paragraph 3, Letter C, TFEU, exceeded its potential negative effects on trade and competition. As will be discussed, the Commission's assessment has a number of weak points. There are indications that the Commission, at the moment of adopting its decision, still had various doubts about the measure approved. This is remarkable, because if the Commission cannot eliminate all sources of doubt it could have had about the compatibility of the aid measure with the internal market, it cannot approve the aid measure by issuing a no-objections decision, but rather has to initiate the formal investigation procedure. In this procedure, interested parties would be offered the opportunity to present their views about the measure to ensure that the Commission is fully informed when approving an aid measure or when issuing a negative or a conditional decision, instead of only relying on the information provided by the Member State, whose interest is to get the aid approved. As already mentioned, in the case of the German lignite compensations, the Commission indeed has issued an opening decision. Finally, the Commission's decision does not cover another stated measure, the mentioned coal replacement bonds, a measure that the coal fissile law has increased in the German CHP law. At least, the Commission appears to have urged the German government to remove the newly foreseen South bonus from the CHP law, and this apparently was also due to pressure on the Commission by a number of negative comments the Commission received from third parties about the South Bonus and the Coal Replacement Bonus, which would only have been available to the conversion of coal-fired power plants into CHP plants if they are located in the south of Germany. While the Commission's decision on this has not been adopted yet, the increase in the Coal Replacement Bonus is controversial because it can be awarded to CHP plants based on fossil gas, regardless of the climate effects that this would have. Moreover, the increase in the coal replacement bonus risks to result in an overcompensation of gas plants, because it consists of lump sum subsidies, 
that do not take into account the actual cost of converting or installing a CHP plant. Article 107, paragraph 3c, TFEU provides that the Commission may find compatible with the internal market, quotes, aid to facilitate the development of certain economic activities or of certain economic areas where such aid does not adversely affect trading conditions to an extent contrary to the common interest, close quotes. It is not an obvious reasoning from the Commission how aid to close down something would lead to developing an economic activity. The TFU does not contain any directly applicable legal basis for assessing aid for the closure of economic activities. Could then Article 107.3c TFU be a sound legal basis for the Commission's assessment, especially after the Court of Justice has clarified in Hinckley Point C that such article must be interpreted literally? We have also already mentioned that the Commission took the same approach in its decision regarding the compensation for closure of the Hemweg coal plant in the Netherlands, and it did the same in its 2016 decision on the closure of German lignite plants. But both decisions, just like the one on the German closure of coal-fired power plants, related to the closure of an activity and not its development. It strikes that not many words are dedicated to explain how the measure would facilitate the economic activities of operators of coal-fired power plants and that the Commission also found another economic activity to be facilitated under Article 107, Paragraph 3c, TFEU. It found that the anticipated closure of coal-fired power plants would reduce electricity generation capacity, resulting in a generation gap. This would encourage other generators, including renewables, to expand. In conclusion, pursuant to the Commission, the measure facilitates the development of the economic activity of electricity generated from other installations. Indeed, while the Commission's consistent decisional practice under Article 107.3c TFU was to consider the facilitation of the beneficiaries' activity, it is at least not the first time that the Commission considers the facilitation of activities other than those of the beneficiary. One example is case SA.58035 of 27 November 2020, where the beneficiaries were producing and installing charging stations for electric vehicles, and the Commission considered that the aid was indirectly also facilitating the development of the construction as well as of the purchase of electric vehicles. With regards to the facilitation of the development of coal-fired electricity generation, the Commission only notes that, where the installations would have been required to close without compensation, these would have led to legal uncertainties about possible compensations. The predictability and legal certainty introduced by the measure, therefore, says the Commission, quotes, helps to facilitate the economic activities of coal-fired electricity generation, close quotes. The Commission then used the Hinckley Point C ruling to address third parties' claim that the measure delayed the closure of hard coal-fired power plants and thus fails to contribute to an objective of common interest. As noted by the Commission, the Court has clarified in Hinckley Point C that under Article 107, Paragraph 3c, TFU, a measure does not have to pursue an objective of common interest. 
Similarly, under the NEET criterion at recitals 115 and 123, the Commission says that, quote, without the generation gap induced by the aided early closure of the above-mentioned installations, it is unlikely that the development of the economic activity of electricity generation from alternative sources would occur to the same extent, close quotes. It is questionable if the Commission can rely on only doubting that, in the absence of a measure, the same market development would have been possible. Also, it certainly strikes that under the assessment of the facilitation of the development of an economic activity under Article 107, Paragraph 3c, TFU, the Commission does not dedicate as much space to explain how the measure would facilitate the economic activities of coal-fired electricity generation as it allocates to the description of the development of electricity generated from alternative sources such as renewables. Under the criterion of need for state intervention, the Commission held that it would be unlikely that, under normal market conditions, the hard coal-fired electricity generation and small lignite installations would have left the market. However, this conclusion was taken in the light of recognized quotes, uncertainties surrounding the future economic prospects of the hard coal-fired electricity generation and small lignite installation. Close quotes. Indeed, Germany and the third parties had different views on the long-term viability of the generation capacity phased out with the measure with Germany seeing better profitability prospects in the long run than the third parties. So the assessment of the need for state intervention does not seem to be very strong. Indeed. Strictly speaking, besides noting that Germany based its assessment on, quotes, credible assumptions provided by the International Energy Agency, close quotes, the Commission does not really explain why it sides with Germany's assessment to conclude that state intervention was necessary. The Commission appears to have fallen in some sort of propaganda trap of saying that uncertainties about whether the hard coal tender compensations could have been avoided could establish a need for state intervention. As regards the appropriateness of the measure, the Commission mentioned that Germany had considered a number of alternative policy options to achieve a coal phase-out, such as, first, relying on the existing EU ETS and the renewable energy targets. Second, a national minimum price for CO2 for sectors already regulated by the EU ETS. And third, regulatory closure of all hard coal plants without any tendering procedure. These options would, however, pursuant to the Commission, not have allowed reaching the development of the economic activity of electricity generation from alternative sources in a similarly targeted way, and it would not have been possible to determine a gradual closure path up front, which would have had a negative impact on security of supply and employees in the sector. In addition, regulatory closures would have been a stronger intervention into the property rights of the individual operators. A significant number of operators would, in all likelihood, have claimed compensation in a multitude of lengthy and costly court cases. As far as the Commission relies on security of supply concerns, it should rely on the criteria contained in Section 3.9 of its 2014 Stated Guidelines for Environment and Energy, which are not at all mentioned in the decision. In the procedure, 
Third parties have pointed to a number of member states that have chosen different types of measures to phase out coal-fired power generation. However, the Commission affirmed that, quotes, none of the member states mentioned by third parties are comparable to Germany, notably because coal-fired power generation did not play such a major role in their energy mix, close quotes. In the Commission's view, other alternative measures as a carbon price floor, excise duties for hard coal, tighter emission intensity limits, or competitive capacity mechanisms would have led to less targeted results than those achieved with the closure law. Moreover, in the Commission's view, such measures would have borne higher risks for security of supply. However, the Commission did not cite any data to back up this point on security of supply. Equally questionable is the statement by the Commission that the measure was, quote, well targeted to achieve the development of electricity generation from alternative sources, close quotes. The Commission indeed does not explain how a measure directly supporting the operators of hard coal plants can be well targeted to support alternative sources of electricity generation. The Commission believes that the measure has an incentive effect both for the closure of hard coal-fired power plants and for the development of alternative sources for electricity generation. With regards to the former, the Commission recognized, as it did in its assessment of the need for state intervention, that Germany admitted that there is a certain level of uncertainty in its assessments projections on the expected profitability of hard coal-fired electricity generation and the third parties brought forward alternative profitability scenarios. Despite this, however, the Commission held that, quotes, it is unlikely that the same volume of hard coal capacity would have decided to phase out without the introduction of the measure, close quotes. With regards to the latter, the Commission held that the generation gap created by phasing out our coal installations, quotes, will provide a substantial opportunity for the economic activity of electricity generation from alternative sources and other technologies to further develop and expand to such extent and conditions that would not be achieved without the measure." Close quotes. Indications for doubts about compatibility can be found at various places in the decision regarding the facilitation of an economic activity and incentive effect criteria in recitals 108 and 126. The Commission says that it doubts that the same large volume of hard coal and small lignite-fired generation would have phased out in such a short time span without the measure. In general, the decision fails to clarify what the incentive will be, because the Commission does not calculate the expected profitability of hard coal-fired electricity generation. Yes, on the contrary. It relies on the economic assessment carried out by Germany, which claimed increasing profitability of hard coal, especially in the second half of the 2020s. At the same time, it recognizes that Germany itself admitted a certain level of uncertainty in the projections and that third parties brought forward alternative profitability scenarios. In that regard, recital 12 of the decision seems to indicate that the Commission was not sure that the same volume of hard coal capacity would have phased out without the measure. In fact, the Commission argues that one of the downsides of a regulatory closure as of 2020 without any compensation is 
that it would have required to assess the profitability of each individual installation. But if so, wouldn't it then have been more intelligible for the Commission to spend some more time to properly assess this question, instead of directly approving a state expenditure of several billions of euros? The reasoning on the incentive effect appears to be also weak, where the Commission sees in the generation gap created by phasing out hard coal installations a substantial opportunity for the development of electricity generation from alternative sources to such extent and conditions that would not be achieved without the measure. The Commission limits itself to simply stating this without really setting out how the merit order would be affected by the hard coal phase-out. The Commission then found that Germany's measure for coal closures does not create a risk of overcompensating the hard coal operators winning the auctions. Indeed, the Commission found the tender mechanism to be transparent and non-discriminatory. It also found that there are a number of evidence that ensure that the tender mechanism is truly competitive and therefore that the amount of aid is kept to the minimum necessary to achieve the CO2 reduction objective. In this context, the Commission pointed, amongst others, to the following facts, namely that, first, the closure law established a maximum price per megawatt for each auction round, second, in terms of transparency, the criteria to evaluate the bids were established up front, bids reducing CO2 emissions at the lowest cost obtain the highest initial score, while security of supply considerations can downgrade bids through a network factor. Third, there is, in the Commission's view, no discrimination because all German hard coal-fired power plants and small lignite-fired power plants with a capacity below 150 megawatt can bid. Only plants that had announced their permanent exit from the market were excluded and, in the first auction, for security of supply reasons, those located in the south of Germany. Fourth, that the competitive nature of the auctions was not put at risk by the third party's concern that the auctions would not be of interest to newer installations because the profitability of hard coal-fired power plants is not determined solely by their age but also by other factors, such as, for example, the capacity to generate heat. As proven by the fact that one of the nine newer installations participated in the first auction. Moreover, the competitiveness of the auctions was further reinforced by the participation of less profitable plants, by the auctions only being run for a limited number of years and the maximum price of the auctions decreasing over time. That said, even in light of the German government admitting a, quotes, high information asymmetry between the companies and the public authorities regarding the economic performance of the installations and the profitability prospects, close quotes, it is not easy to understand how the Commission did not find doubts regarding proportionality as a formal investigation procedure would have been the perfect tool to eliminate the said information asymmetry. Although this concerns post-decision information, as relating to events post-dating the Commission's decision, we would, at the end of this episode, also briefly lose a few words on the outcome of the first two auction rounds. Finally, to return to the Commission's assessment, 
the Commission concluded that the measure's contribution to EU environmental and climate goals outweighs any potential distortion of competition and trade. Indeed, the Commission held that the competitive design of the auctions allows to limit distortions of competition. The Commission also rejected third parties' argument that the auction proceeds would constitute a competitive advantage for the undertakings concerned because they could invest these proceeds in renewable energy generation, holding that the competitive design of the auctions should ensure that the aid is limited to the minimum necessary and that the hard coal operators will not receive more than what is strictly needed for them to close down. Finally, the Commission considers that the phase-out-of-art coal-fired power generation facilitates the development of additional electricity capacity based on other technologies and that the aid will induce positive effects in terms of environmental gains. In addition, the measure would bring predictability as regards the closure of coal-fired plants. To sum up, it seems that had the Commission applied a similarly strict standard to the assessment of the German hard coal tenders, as in the Dutch case, it could not have approved the German aid measure that easily, but would have had to open a formal investigation procedure. That said, no application for annulment has been filed against this decision before the General Court. Towards the end of this episode, we would like to briefly also talk a bit about the outcome of the first two auction rounds. Although both of them took place after the Commission's decision, which was taken in November 2020, even if then only published in January 2021, whereas the first phase-out auction took place in December 2020 and the second auction just having taken place in April 2021. This means that the Commission could not have taken into account the outcome of these auctions. The outcome might, however, play a role in the various revision possibilities that are foreseen under the German Coal Exit Law, the first of which for 2022. Now, the tender's results up to now raise some questions and seem to show some flaws of the German Coal Exit Law. Indeed. First of all, in the auction of December 2020, the biggest surprise was that two plants, corresponding in total to three units, which were commissioned after 2014, won the tender. Morburg A&B of Wachtenfall and Westfalen E of RWE have only operated for six to seven years before being shut down this June. The early shutdown has exposed the flaws of Germany's coal exit law. It would be hard to explain why relatively modern hardcore plants now go offline, whereas older and dirtier plants, the new CPPs indeed emit less CO2 than older ones being more efficient as they are running more hours, are allowed to keep running for many years. One possible explanation though might be that the newer plants are indeed not emitting less CO2 than the older ones. Or how else could they have won the tender? In general, one can wonder if the same result achieved with the auction could not also have happened a lot cheaper, because most of the plants that now receive compensation for shutting down would have dropped out of the market anyway due to low demand for coal power. Taxpayers are paying for this. 
The shutdown this tune of 11 coal units of 4.8 gigawatts that won the bids will cost the German taxpayers 317 million euros, on average 66,000 euros per kilowatt. For the utilities having invested 2.4 billion euros in the case of Westfalen E and over 3 billion euros in the case of Moorborg, a lot of capital has been burned and it is clear that these utilities cannot have expected to make as much money by selling electricity in the future as by participating in these tenders for shutdown. The outcome of the second round of auctions, which took place this April, was even less positive for the climate. In particular, differently from the first auction, the second round has led to compensation for plants older than 40 years, including the plant of Däuben, which is the longest-running power plant in Germany, operating since 1936. Moreover, the plants that won the tenders were not run at full load. One was not supplying energy over a longer period of time, so they did not have very high emissions. This means that the emission reduction due to their shutdown will not be very significant. Finally, if we compare the second auction with the first, only 60% of carbon emissions was reduced in comparison. We are coming to the end of this second episode. We would like to thank you for your attention and invite you to look out for the third episode that will discuss the German lignite compensations decision by which the Commission opened the formal investigation procedure in that case. Thank you very much. And goodbye. Thank you.